All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name's Zach, recording this evening on a Thursday, close to 7.30 in the non-stop torrential rain in Sydney. So Thomas and myself are going to be doing a bit of a round week, day two of the champs preview, hoping that it's on. At the moment, it's a ridiculous heavy track and they're expecting more rain tomorrow. So look, when we're doing prices and we're doing a couple of horses, expect deductions, expect some uh, horses probably to be scratched, but... Tommy, as I welcome you in, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. It's um, been a, yeah been another wet week in Sydney. I think we're coming close to what nine heavy tracks uh, it's nine, yeah. weekend race in a row. It's yeah, it's been nonstop and um, absolutely crazy. But yeah, just doing our best. To- stay dry we got three nice days of sun yeah it's been full on like i i'm in motorvale tommy's a little bit further away but i got smashed here today my whole sort of backyard's flooding everything's flooding the wakos parkway is closed for anyone that knows the beaches motorvale roads a nightmare but we saw what they did last week with the track and they did pretty well and got through the meeting so it's going to take a absolute a big thing it's a big thing to move day two of the chance with catering and people booked and functions and all that shit so they're going to do their best to i guess move um keep it going but like you said, nine weeks in a row of doing heavy form. I'm pretty over it. I'm pretty over the first thing I look at to be fucking, has this horse running the slob? Yeah, it hasn't made finding winners any easier. Like, sometimes we think, oh, it's easy to find that heavy track uh, horse. But, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of horses still haven't been tested and been running in Melbourne in good tracks and then coming here. And, yeah, it's still been still been pretty hard. But, yeah, I think we're all a bit amazed about last week. Um that those 60 kilometer winds uh, Friday really helped dry the track out, and we got through it because we're a bit like we are this week with whether we're going to race. There were rumors they're going to run Sunday. There were rumors they were going to be pushed back a week, but they did really well last week to get through it, and um, it was a really good day one of the championships too. We saw um, four Group One wins and uh, some good stories with Nature Strip and uh, JD Hayes getting his first Group One in the Donny. Brenton Abdullah will will be seeing that for years again. He has a Group One moment where he he's willing Tommy Berry forward and don't uh, don't think Tommy's going to have a reply at some point. And I reckon <laughs> uh, it could be this weekend. That's right. I was thinking about trying to get Tommy on today, but I left it too late. But it's going to be a cracker. There's some big races. I think the 3,200-meter Sydney Cup is going to be one of the longest races going around in that slop. So, mate, we got plenty on. Obviously, Manly are about to kick off in about 20 minutes. I'm a bit iffy on that, especially no Tommy. We had the fast fella, the young boy at fullback. They've scrapped him. They've got Ruben Garrick at fullback. Before we start the races, who are you with, Twitty? It's going to be a close one, I think, because Knights are missing, I don't know if Frizzell's been named, and they're missing a couple of forwards. Um, but I reckon if Ponga has agreed to, to stay in Newcastle, or reports are saying that he has, that might give him a bit of a confidence. And they're always a big crowd, even in the even in the rain, I suspect there'll be a massive crowd there at Newcastle. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah leaning towards Newcastle. I actually think you posted something about 32 and a half. Um, a lot of people going the unders. I just think that's so low. Even in a wet game, I reckon we might might get the overs there. I think what I did with that is I, I found some some guys put up some Excel spreadsheet from 2009 or 2009 with all the stats on it. So, like... Lowest points and when what the market was over under. So there hasn't been thirty two and a half for about seven years, which was a Storm and Warriors game. So it's bloody low, thirty two and a half. But look, 
that's just fucking, I don't know. Everyone's just doing that because of the pissing down rain, Newcastle's torrential rain, but sometimes it can be the opposite effect where everyone's falling off tackles and letting tries in. So I've steered clear of the unders tonight. I've done a couple of try scorers. Yeah, yeah, and especially um, both teams are pretty attacking. Cherry Evans' kicking game was one of the best you'd ever see last week, so that's good. And, yeah, Knights have Ponger, and both their halves have been playing well, and your mate Bradman out in the centres could be an attacking beast. So, um, yeah. Bradman, yeah. And Masters tonight as well. Everyone loves punting on the Masters. You're a Cam Smith fan? Yeah, he's just been doing so well. Uh, we haven't seen him since he's won the players. Um, he's had his family over there for the first time two and a half years, so he'll be buoyed by all of that, and I think some Aussies are in good, some good form as well. I backed Adam Scott to uh, win his group uh, last week, and he played really well, and I think he's in really good form. Leishman's been up and around it, and even Cam Davis ha- uh, played the back nine with Tiger the other day, so I think all the Aussies are in for a really good chance. I've actually taken... Uh, any Aussie to win at $11. I think that's going to be a great bet just to uh, watch all weekend and hopefully one of the Aussie boys can get up. If Cam Smith got up, I think, um, yeah, I think it'd be a great thing for Australia. You're awesome. You're awesome. All right, well, let's get into some Randwick. We were going to just go through some of the main races, but we may as well flick through them. It's only you and I. Um, Coey is not with us. He's either working or on the piss or something. So the first race, as we are, we're on a heavy tan. I'll do a couple of prices, but look, expect them to probably change and expect probably a couple of scratchings. But Williamsburg is the fave. Gerald Ryan in the fat, $2.70. You've got Moco there. Tommy Berry's riding for the Freedman's Barrier 1. It's $2.90. It's had a run in the heavy. It's had a placing. Williamsburg has won in the heavy, actually, as well. So, Matcha Latte's there. Tommy Sherry and Newnham. And we got Pikey there as well at 10 bucks. But thoughts in the first? Mate, I actually think Coey's uh, in a pool tournament tonight. And I have to say, anyone who gets convinced to play pool with Coey, do not do it because he's a dead-set pool shark. Is he really? And that's how he, yeah, that's how he makes most of his money is just sharking people uh at the Belrose Hotel for games of pool and stealing money <laughs> off them. But insane going to the first race, mate. Um, uh, the top three in the market all ran in that um, really heavy track just before um, it got called off a couple of weeks ago. And Williamsburg sort of held on. I think they ran one, two, and three uh, in that race. And I, th- I think I would be with Williamsburg. They elected not to back it up last week. I think it was a winnable race for Williamsburg last week as well. And, I think you can win this one. Um, it, it showed it can get through it a bit and actually uh, helped helped him run pretty well and carrying on for Gerald and Sterling. I think that's a, I think it's a really good move. So I'm with Williamsburg here. Go on, Williamsburg. Coey has semi half of his form, so a lot of people like his write ups. He goes into very very big detail. He's given about. What do we got? We're up to race five. So I'll give what he's written here. He's gone Moco. He said a compact field to start us off uh, in the day. But before I begin, I do want to clarify that I do like Williamsburg, who comes out of the same form line as a couple of these runners in the Group 3 value. But I think Moco is the horse to follow. Last start, I marked Williamsburg as overs. But this one, this time around, he is a short price favourite, which is warranted. But I do think Moco will be the horse to beat when she steps up to the mile, if you watch the replay replay of its run in the absolute slop, she was enormous to even come so close to winning. The real upside is the smaller field and the barrier she has drawn. Ideally, I want to see her utilise the low draw and be closer, better half of midfield in transit and run on from a bit of cover. A Quinella play for mine in the opening with Moko and Williamsburg, both relishing the heavy conditions. God, he writes well for someone's English second language, doesn't he? <laughs> um... 
We got uh, the South Pacific Classic is race two, 1,400 metres. Lock Eagle is the fave. Karen is riding the favourite again, $2.50. Green belt, though, uh, for Mick Price and Jamie Carr has been back. Just 13 bucks into eight. Barrier 10 as well. Two starts in the good. Has not run in the slop yet, so we'll have to see how it goes. Bend the knee, J-Mac at 10 bucks. Shahonka, Zethus, they're all there as well. i got nothing for race two. Tommy, what do you got? Yeah, mate. It's pr- I think it's a pretty good bet here. The Lock Eagle. It's um, it's improved since it's um, come back. Had two really good wins in the midweek as um, Newcastle uh, winning the maiden first up, and then coming to Warwick Farm in town and beating the pretty pretty good field. We saw it beat Straight Aaron, and uh, we saw what Straight Aaron did last week. It um, it's one of the horses to look out for um, in the future. So. Lock Eagle, I think, uh, strips really well. Third up here should be nice and fit. Likes the wet. And, uh, look, it's it's an okay feel behind it. Green belts. I uh, had some, a couple of wins in Melbourne coming to Sydney. Uh, ben, the knee's been good. And I'm a fan of Shahonka, but I really think Lock Eagle's um, um, punters smashing it early. And, yeah, I think I think you could even get backed into um, $1.90 sort of. Even shorter. Way of going. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The wetter the better, I think, for it as well. Um, yeah, it looks good. Looks like how he likes Zethus and Lock Eagle. The short price favourite, Lock Eagle, has a solid draw. Great wet track, form, and beat an informed straight Aaron, who absolutely turned me from a disbeliever to a believer in a couple of strides after last weekend's win. Saying that, I think we can find something at a bit more price. I don't mind taking a chance on Godolphin Zethus. This cult last preparation over a year ago had plenty of talent, but he undid himself when he ran erratically and wide in the silver slipper. Before that, he had won against Home Affairs, and since then, he has been involved against some quality company Blinkers go on for the first time, and you know for a fact that he'll be ridden out with Nash Book to ride. Happy to roll the dice and be with the Royal Blue Army here. So, Zethus, 15 bucks. Nash aboard, Godolphin runner. Coey's going some value. I like it. Uh, the Midway Championships final, similar to the Country Chance. This is for the Provincials, and Never Talk is the fave. Chris Lees is going to have a couple of runners here. So, he's got the fave, $3.80 in from four forty. Damien Oliver rides. J-Max riding great news, drawn out wide, 5 to four we got Rustic Steel, Kissam, Kinlock, Randa Ramor, Barossa Rosa, Mayrose, Trevest, Astero. It's a good race. Torfik Lass is even there at odds um, for Lees as well at 40s, but... I like these, Tommy. Who are you with? Yeah, it's about finding the right Lees one for me. Um, I thought McDonald was really good. I never talk winning its heat. And McDonald goes to great news. And great news does well in the wet and does well. But I, I much prefer great news over 1,200 than the 1,400. But uh, never talk gets Ollie. And I think um, I think that might be the winning one because it it, did, uh, it just eats mud, this horse. Never talk real Real sort of wet tracker, so I'm a big fan of it. If I'm a bit dry, I think I'd probably go Rustic Steel because it was a very impressive win, and then since come to town and come third in a uh, benchmark race, doing well. And the one to really look out for, I think, is Kinlock. I've been a big fan of this horse for a while, and I think it could improve. And again, I probably think it does a bit better on a dry track, but it has had a win on the heavy uh, in its heat as well. So look out... Um, Look out for the Lee's Army, but yeah, I'll go Never Talk, Oliver aboard. All right, Coey agrees. He's written the great Novocastrian. Chris Lee's has seven runners contesting in his 1,400-meter contest. Initially, he had eight, but in the race with Drew Geo, he says he's finding finding it hard to find to walk away from Never Talk. Um, 
he is a proper city class horse and relishes the heavy going. Yes, there are a few swimmers in this field, but the credentials that never talk has should be enough in the in the midway class. I do think that Tracy Bartley's horse Barossa Rosa should map well and find herself closer to the lead, but the gun draw. But I think class prevails back never talk to win. So you guys agreeance there. Uh, race number four is the Percy Sykes. So two dollars forty for Paris Dior. J Mac aboard for the Snowdens. You got Ohi, Jamie Carr riding. That's at six fifty. We got Willinga Beast. Fifteen's already into nine, so a bit of money for it. Magic Carpets there at twelves. North Star last. She's a Beltar. Uh, Karen aboard for the Snowdens, but look, Paris Dior, um, another one. Suddenly had like a little run in the soft where it didn't do too great, but can it handle heavy, Tommy? Yeah, it's yeah, it's hard to hard to tell with these two year olds. Um, but look, there was been money on it all week, and uh, I haven't heard Queen Munsey on radio Monday that um, it was definitely the first one people were backing as soon as some of the all in markets for these Percy Sykes and a few or other. Are the lesser features on the on Saturday that people want to, were wanting to back, and even um, even this um, since acceptances they've been backing it again. And McDonald riding for the Snowdens, I don't think you said too much, but um, yeah, they've definitely got one here that uh, is pretty good. It's missed the slipper and that, but it, it's placed in that English race, I think, or it ran behind Extravagant Star uh, earlier on. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's a really good horse, and people are backing it because I think there's a bit of an ability there. So I think it's the best horse in the race. Oh, hi, I think didn't uh, run too bad in the um, slipper. It's, it's had a lot of runs for a two-year-old, and that might be the case. It might just be the fit of horse on a wet track. So if you – and Jamie Carr aboard as well, so I can't knock it if you want to back Oh, hi, either – but I think they're the two I'd be with. Um, maybe a little watch on Lady Laguna and Dashing Legend. But, yeah, the, I think the top two in the market. Coey's Ohi he said, I hope it will be the third time a charm for the Godolphin filly over the heavy track. I think she ran a gallant fifth in the slipper, and I see plenty of upside in her coming into the race. She was rushed out the back in her run in the slipper and managed to make many lengths in a bottomless track. Surprisingly, she is the only one of three fillies to come out of the slipper to contest this race, the other being Lady Laguna. And surely the Fireburn form line is the one to follow going forward. She gets a star jockey, Jamie Carr, to be on board, and I think she's ready to win. The favourite Paris Dior for the Snowdens withdrew her out of the silver slipper puzzle after the millennium, and I'm excited to see her return after a couple of trials, but oh hi for me. Race number five is the three-year-old sprint in the Congo going round 450 into 330. Tommy Berry aboard for Gay and Adrian. Mazu, a horse I like. Sam Clipperton, drawn nine though for the Snowdens. Polelli at 420. We've got Generation up here with Jamie Carr aboard for Kieran Ma. Ranchan, Bacchanalia, Maotai. We all remember Maotai's um, efforts recently, but thoughts? The three-year-old sprint. Yeah, mate. Um, I think Mazu's runs, uh, this prep have been really good and it's all sort of shaping for a run like this. So um, I think Mazu's the bet, but I'm still um, still a big Pulele fan. I spoke about it last week, running really well at um, Randwick and it is a, very much a Randwick horse, having its first defeat at Randwick last week against Nature Strip and Eduardo and coming third to two of them. I think that's pretty good form and... Brad Gray tonight on form line, making a massive case for horses on the short backup. It's a simple formula, but yeah, on the backup in the heavy, um, horses do well to strip a bit fitter. So there's a, a couple other horses having um, their first start this prep in like I Am Lethal, where I'd sort of be uh, looking to see how it goes. But um, yeah, again, first up, I'll, I'll want to be with some of the horses that have 
had a couple of runs. So Pelele and Mazu are the two. They're probably slightly leaning towards Mazu. Koei agrees with you completely. Poor Mazu and Pelele, tough in measuring up the recent form and form lines to get a proper gauge in this one with many horses who are in form. Saying that, there is none more so than Mazu, who has won four in a row and three in this prep. I'm not sure if anyone is a firm believer of the ultimate gear change, but the riding seems to be on the wall for this now. Gelding, I've been following this known galloper through the... And that's where he's got up to. So he's gone with those two. Now we're on our own. I'm with Marzu as well. I think it's a um, pretty good one. Clipperton aboard. Race number six is the Oaks. This will be good. Hinged is going round. We had Brenton aboard. Won a group one on it already. For Waller, Honey Creep is there at 440. Was a good run last time. Six bucks in the 440. Hughes aboard. Drawn 14 though. Gypsy Goddess, the Queenslander, 460. Pink Ivory. And we even got that uh, Kieran Marhorse, Biscayne Bay, and El Patroness. You with Hinged? Look, I think you've got to be. I'm just looking at some of the other longer old ones. You've got um, the Chris Lees more recently backing up from last week and even Velvet Lady, Lady backing up from a 2,200-metre run at Scone on Monday. I really like the Oaks because you see some of the uh, all different form-wise so these um, fillies sort of come together. So... It's it's a good race. I really wish um, we're on a dry track to see what Gypsy Goddess could do against some of these, even Honey Creeper as well. But I think I'm going to be with Hinge, Brenton Abdullah, back to Ranwick. Uh, I think uh, suited more to Ranwick too. And yeah, we've seen this horse running the heavy, doing really well so far this prep, and you're getting $4.20. I think that's pretty good for it. Um, yeah, yeah, I've got to be with Hinged. I'll go with Hinged as well. Race number seven is what I said earlier, 3,200 metres in a heavy 10. It's going to be fucking, it's going to be good going. Uh, Stockman's the fave. Stockman, we know, is a bit of a swimmer. It's had seven starts in the heavy for four wins and two placings. So that that form speaks for itself. Alicia Collett gets the ride for Joe Pride. That's at five bucks. We've got Crystal Pegasus. Uh, Jamie Carr aboard for Waller, up from Melbourne. 6.50, hasn't run in the heavy yet, but it's had a couple of wins in the soft. we got Chalk Stream for Damian Thornton. No wins, no starts, or no wins in the heavy, sorry. Knight's Orders there, Shawfire, Luntzies, the chosen one. Got to be with Stockman, right? Mate, I'm, I'm one of the Stockman's biggest fans, and um, I probably will have a bonus bet come on it come Saturday, but I've I got to look around it, actually. I'm... There's two horses that I really like. I think Crystal Pegasus's prep in Melbourne have been really good, and if it drew a gate, I'd I'd definitely be more keen. But no compromise. I've backed every start this um, this prep, uh, or sort of probably since its second run into its prep towards the Sydney Cup. I think it's been building there. Jay Ford aboard most of its runs as well on a nice low weight going towards the Sydney Cup here, and while it does so well with these stays, it's about choosing the right one and. I think I've I've had the feeling all along that this is going to be Waller's horse. And, yeah, getting $12 for it now on the day, it's beaten a lot of this field, like your Chalk Streams, Night Sorters, Shore Fires uh, in the Queen's Cup. And it uh, didn't have it all its own way. It's um, it's normally a come-from-behind sort of type, been running on and just getting to a better distance each time looked like more suited. But then it... Uh, it jumped so well and, and just went on with it uh, last time. So it, you can see it's adaptable and Jay's really gotten to know this horse really well. And uh, just like Sherol a couple of years ago, Ford won uh, for Waller. I think he can do it again with no compromise. But massive, massive concern for Stockman. Um, 
and Joe Pride. Joe Pride once saying that this is the best horse he's ever had in his stable, and to see him get to a Sydney Cup with it and be favourite is got to be massive. Um, listening to Duff uh, speak about it on Formline tonight, though, he might he's sort of thinking that it's going to get to a bit of a better price than five dollars. So I think waiting back it on the day, but yeah, definitely, definitely the best wet tracker in it and. Um, untested at the distance, but I think, um, I don't think it'll matter for Stockman and yeah, Crystal Pegasus is the other worry. Jamie Carr, Chris Waller. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good race. It's going to be a really good Sydney cup. It's, uh, I think one of the best Sydney cups I can remember over the, the last few years, I really would have liked to seen Jewish go this way, but understandable, uh, with these heavy conditions that he's gone, uh, for a shorter distance run where he know he can, uh, he knows what his horse can do. So, yeah, it's a good race. Yeah, I think I think we have a have a tap. Oh god, good English. I think we've got to have a little bit on Surefire. I know it was fourteen bucks today, nine fifty. It was a good run behind No Compromise last start, like going down a bit. I think that you tipped No Compromise. I think Coe tipped Surefire. So you guys found the exacta last start. So that'll get a bit of money from me. But this next race, um, this next race just takes the piss. This is one of the best fields I think I've ever seen. So. Very elegant. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows her. She's fantastic in the wet. She's three fifty into three bucks. She has had five starts in the heavy, and she's placed all of them. She's won three of them and placed in the other two. We've got Zaki. So Zaki hasn't really gone around. She's won a couple of. Or he's won her a couple of races in the soft, but nothing in the heavy. So we'll be interesting to see how he goes there. Animo. We all know Animo. Tommy rides for the Cummings. It's one in the heavy. It's good in the slop. Another big chance. Duas is. Three starts in the heavy for no placings. So a couple of wins in the soft. We saw what it did at Newcastle last start. Absolutely brained them. Same thing in Flemington, but that was on a good and a soft track as well. Montefilia is there. Montefilia are upset. Very elegant. We all know what happens there. Uh, she can definitely get it done. She's 9.50 into 7.50 today. On Thunderstruck is there. Think it over. It's very rare that you even consider Think It Over being $34, but conditions-wise, we understand. Mount Popper is there, and even Dallas aren't. You know what, Dallasan ran a pretty good third, so I don't like. I'm just going to be going with very elegant. I wanted to win. I want another Group One for her. Are you with her, Tommy? No, I don't think I can be. And again, what? I'm 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 a big fan. You're of the biggest her. very elegant fan. Yeah, I very much am. But was it the George Ryder? No, the Ranvet she was in last start where she got beaten by Montefilia. Montefilia. I I think they both sort of improved from that race, and I think Montefilia had a number, and I. Th- uh, Montefilia back today. I did see tens earlier today. Now seven fifty. I think I've got to be with her. I uh, I think David Payne's doing really well with this horse. And um, third up, he'll be a lot fitter. Huey on. Um, I feel really bad for Jason Collett not being able to ride this horse, but I, I really like Montefilia. I, I yeah. I I just got to go on what I see. If if we're on a good track, I probably wouldn't be with very elegant. And I probably would have gone Zaki. Just as you're saying, unknown on this sort of track. Yeah, you could talk about on Thunderstruck, Deus, uh, Animo, pro- should have won a Cox Plate. But yeah, it's. I think Montefilia's run was really good. I'm just going to stay, w- um, stick with it, and going forward into this race, David Payne's uh, doing really well with this horse. Yeah, I'm going to be with Montefilia, and I will say if they're if they're really struggling to go through it, a uh, uh, a horse like Mount Popper could really that, shock, yeah. like just yeah. just on the heavy, and you're even getting twelve dollars a play. So if they, there's a couple of horses, as we we're saying, Zaki, uh, think it over, really can't get through it. 
Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Mount Popper just is one can uh, that somewhere can about. Through the wet. Yeah, I'd, yeah. It was pretty know. good last start. I mean, it was a Group Three, but you know, beating Polly Gray, ran it over up twelve dollars a place. Um, Coey has gone very elegant. What I'll ask you, Tommy, give me a trifecta in order. So your top three. Montefilia, very elegant. Animo. Okay, I'm similar, so I'm going very elegant, Montefilia and Animo. I think yeah, I'm with you on Montefilia. I think 10s was crazy. 750, like, it's still good. You look at two tenner plates, I think it's just rude. So you, I wouldn't bother doing the place and you just back it for a win, but fuck, you might be able to find better somewhere, 750. Uh, all right, race number nine is the queen of the turf. Fave is Colette. We know that Colette, everyone thinks that Colette is like an absolute swimmer, but you know what? She hasn't won those ones where everyone's been talking the last two starts. Like, everyone backed her against Very Elegant when she actually ended up finishing eighth. She was never in it. And last start when she lost to Forbidden Love. Um, she's $4, though. 450 in a 4 bucks. We've got Ice Bath. Enjoys the heavy going as well. It's had six starts. It's only won once, but it's had a couple of placings. It's drawn 15. Yonts is obviously the Melbourne runner. Uh, it's won a stack in a row. Can't remember what it is. I think it's about six, but... I think it's run in the soft, but never in the heavy. Fangirl's there for Chris Waller. No starts in there, but drawn barrier 16, $12. Promise of success is there. Lighthouse, Anavisto, Steinem. Uh, are you at the top of the market? Yeah, uh, second top, I think, Ice Bath. Uh, big run in the Doncaster last week. Uh, hasn't won a black type race, but it's still accumulated $4 million. And... Uh, its backup form is really good, and especially just getting to that fifth run, it's going to be really good. Karen on, uh, I, I think Last Bath might be able to do something. Seems to go pretty well at Randwick. Two, Yonce is the um, little unknown one. We haven't seen the heavy track, and we haven't really seen it in um, some really good black type against some fillies and mares. Will be really interesting. And Fangirl's the other intriguing one. I thought. I was really hoping because I'd backed it all in for the Oaks that it would go that way, um, thinking that once it got to 2000, it, it'd um, really start to do well. But they've decided to go uh, to the Queen of the Turf. And um, after winning a Group 1 last start, you got to you got to think it, it's going to be going pretty well. So they're the three for me. You can make a case with a few of these. I mean, shout the bar, back to winning ways last start. Yeah, there's just so many good... Uh, Phillies and Mares here you can make a case for but yeah I've got to be with Ice Bath on top Ice Bath on top Coey has gone fangirl he's given me no reason he's just written fangirl so if you like that Barry 16 Brenton to ride another big race Chris Waller Barry 16 12 bucks we go to the last of the day and that's the tab Sapphire Bellucci Babe is the favourites 350 Bella Nipatina for J-Mac and Kieran Mart it's a little bit of a drifter 460 to 5 M8 is going around again. That's uh, one last start at Rose Hill in the heavy going with Clifford and aboard. He sticks. Six bucks. We've got Wonderbar, Minaj, Tricky Gal, four moves ahead. We're getting bigger odds towards the back there. Last of the day, who are you with? Yeah, tough one to finish the day, but uh, Bellucci Bay, right right favourite, coming fourth behind um, Major Strip, Eduardo, Pillay last start, and another one on the on the back up from last week. you got to... Got to look to see it doing pretty well. Uh, I, I, I think Bel- uh, Bellucci Babe looks the winner here. There's one, uh, Wonder Bar um, has has been okay as well. It, it might run all right. And the other one is Jump the Broom. I remember winning in a uh, really heavy Canterbury race um, going back a little bit now. But, yeah, it, it 
it's a horse on the up, and uh, I'd like to see where Jump the Broom gets to, but I think last race beyond for me. All right, I'm with you. All right, let's work out a quick multi before we wrap up. Okay, we're going a four legs. We're going two wins each, and we'll do two places each. Uh, I like Mazu, race number five. It is 360. It's the second favorite. I like it. $3.60 to win, and I'm chucking very elegant into place. That's my place. I'm going I'm going a bit soft there. So they're my two legs. Tommy, yours? Yeah, uh, tough one. I almost want to make Lock Eagle, but I think I'll go Williamsburg, uh, the best bet, $2.70. And for the place, I think 390 for no compromise in the Sydney Cup is a great place bet. So, yeah. Four, four legs, $51.17. If we nail a four-leg multi in a heavy 10 going at Randwick, then we're the fucking greatest in the world. So that uh, that will be good. All right. Are you out there? You must be working in the truck on Saturday. Yeah, mate. If we're on, I'll be there. But, uh, yeah, I might need my floaties by the looks of it. <laughs> well, fingers crossed we race and there isn't too many scratchings. All right, mate. Enjoy. I'll go watch Manly win. Good luck. <laughs> See you, mate.